Hello, everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of Palace Off the Top Rope. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen. I've got Abraham Trevino back this week. We are here for our week five preview of the NFL season. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Um, let's, uh, let's recap week four. Um, pretty interesting, to say the least. And it all kicked off, uh, I believe, earlier in the week with, like, the whole COVID situation with the Tennessee Titans, and obviously a lot of people got infected in that organization. Um, so that that game was canceled between the the Steelers and them. So that got pushed to I forgot what week it was. So we thought that was all we were going to get out of COVID, right? But no, lo and behold, my team, the New England Patriots, uh, Cam Newton contracted uh, the virus. Uh, I believe they announced this on I think later in the week, probably like around Wednesday. I want to say I'm not sure on the timeline. Uh, but he was the only one that contracted the virus. And I believe somebody else from the Chiefs got it as well. So their game was actually moved from Sunday uh, to last night. So there was a doubleheader. If you were a big football fan, you got a double dose uh, of Pat's Chiefs on CBS and then the Packers Falcons on Monday Night Football. And what I wanted to dive into was the fact that Cam Newton was desperately needed in last night's game because the Patriots uh, with two backup quarterbacks were in position to actually uh, beat the chiefs. I believe, you know, they were, they held Mahomes and that offense to six points all the way till the third quarter. Uh, that's remarkable. And you can only imagine if Cam Newton was involved in this game. Uh, there, there would have been a, a different outcome. Uh, do you agree with me on that, Abe, or, or how did you see the game? No, I agree totally with you. If Cam was in the game, uh, we would it would be a different uh, result as far as what the final score would be. Um, I believe I still had the Chiefs winning, but I think it would have uh, I think it would have been a close game. I I picked the Chiefs as well, and um, I guess I didn't give enough credit to to Belichick, which I know he's to me. I, of course, he's the greatest coach of all time, but the way he has that defense prepared. Uh, for any circumstances, and and that's that there was a lot of uh, players on the defensive side of the ball that actually sat out the season and chose not to play, but th this defense still came up. It, it showed up, um, and unlike somebody like Jake Ramirez, who fails to recognize his team's mistakes, uh, we actually beat ourselves in this game. You know, a couple of turnovers from the quarterbacks. Julian Edelman, you know, he got called out yesterday by Tony Romo, which – it was fair. Like at first, I was like, "Oh man, what, that's super, like, you know, un, unruly. Like, why did he do that?" But yeah, Julian Edelman was kind of like a little bit frustrated in that game, and you can tell in that one play where it ended up being a pick six, where he was just like wasn't really paying attention to the to the ball coming towards him, and it got away from him. Just just mental mistakes like that. Uh, I, I'm never one that I'm going to blame officiating calls. Uh, there was some stuff that went against us. Um, specifically the one where I think one of the Patriots players like wrapped Mahomes and like Mahomes threw the ball and it was intercepted, but they ruled him like being down or something like that, which I don't know. It, it, it's it, in the ruling. I think it was called correctly, but you know, a lot of the analysts as I was watching my shows today called it that it was a bad call, but you know, I'm not going to blame it on that. You know, there's, there's, there's other factors that came into play, but Cam Newton, man, like I, I, <laughs> I revised my pick for the AFC Championship game, Patriots-Chiefs. Like, I could see it as a real possibility in January. Uh, do you see the Patriots as a, as a contender in the uh, 
in the AFC, maybe like the final four teams in it? Uh, I, I absolutely, uh, absolutely do see them as a contender. Um, in the beginning, I was kind of iffy because of Stidham and, and Hoyer. But, I mean, with the acquisition of uh, of them signing uh, Cam Newton and him being, like, a new Cam, you know, like we're seeing a different Cam. He's, like, team Cam and not just, like, right, right. you know, sitting on, the, sitting on the stands or sitting on the bench going, hmm, you know, because he freaking did something wrong or – or, you know, he just uh, shuts himself out by putting a towel over his face, you know, tucking mm-hmm. it into his shoulder pads. You know, now we're seeing a cam that's, that's you know, cracking jokes on the sidelines, kind of being goofy, you know, somewhat. Um, but with him, I, I mean, it, it, it's different. And I don't know if it's because, you know, he's, he's under Belichick. But, I mean, uh, I, I see them as, as, you know, giving Kansas City a hard time down the line, uh, especially with Cam uh, in the lineup behind the center. Yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to this. Is this loss is going to be real motivating for the team, and obviously it's going to. I'm sure Cam Newton, like deep down inside, feels like great after that. Like, not that he would root for his team to lose, but it's like, okay, cool. Like, I'm super integral to to the this team's success going down the road. So uh, I'm sure he's feeling great about that. And the latest update on him is that he's asymptomatic right now, so he's hasn't felt any of the symptoms with COVID. And he could be eligible to play. I think he has to pass, like, two tests. Uh, I'm not sure specifically on the wording on that, but it is possible he could be back sooner rather than, like, you know, waiting, like, the two-week period and all that stuff. So uh, as far as, like, for my team, like, that's good news. We're playing the Broncos this weekend, but and more on that later. But, you know, the sooner he can come back, the better, because if he's in the lineup, uh, he's he's proved to me, like, at least in the first quarter of the season that, you know, he, this guy is way different than what he was showing in in the last <clears throat> Carolina. So I'm excited, oh, Robert. I want to I want to ask you, uh, as going back to Julian Edelman, do you believe his play uh, making abilities were kind of like I don't know um, diminished because of Cam not being behind center because it's different quarterbacks? Uh, what What do you think? Well, what's your take on Julian Edelman? I mean, has um, has time caught up to him? I mean, I don't think he's, I don't think he's done. Um, but I mean, do you think it's because of just the change of quarterback? You know, all of a sudden. Well, you got to think, um, and at least when Cam's in the lineup, like he's, he's like their number one weapon, right? Other than like, who are the other guys you got? You got Nikhil Harry and you know yeah. a couple of tight ends that are unproven. So he's basically their number one, and. Um, I'm sure he's getting like a lot of double coverage and all that stuff. And they're going to force Cam to use his feet and, and not the other options. But, you know, the other receivers are starting to show out just a little bit. But I don't, I don't think his play has diminished. He's the ultimate competitor. He he grabbed a lot of that from Brady, obviously, and it's retained with him. Yeah, no, I don't think uh, his play has diminished. It's just, you know, one of the things he's not good at is getting separation. And that was one of the frustrations that Brady was dealing with all last season. Because if that weren't the case, like, I think Brady would still be like in New England because, you know, none of these receivers can really get that type of separation he's looking for because Brady's always about getting the ball at the exact spot that he needs to get it to. Um, right. I mean, I don't know. Um, is he older? Yes, but there's nothing about his play that I've seen other than he hasn't been targeted as much um, in, in his actual play. I don't know. Do you want to respond to that? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, 
Not not really. I mean, Julian Julian Edelman. I mean, I feel, you know, um, I don't think his he's diminished, but I mean, maybe because of different quarterbacks. I'm not too sure. But I mean, you're right. I mean, he is the main receiver that they have. So I mean, I understand that there is going to be double coverage. So I mean, it could have just been good coverage uh, that game. I mean, they did play Kansas City, so mm-hmm. uh, their defense isn't like the best. But I mean, they they can still cover, especially with the t- uh, what's his name, uh, Honey Badger. Uh, Tyron Matthew. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you you got him in in the backfield. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I I can see it being uh, or taking Edelman out of that out of the game. Well, also like I don't think he's gonna be the safety blanket so much anymore. Like Tom for sure would find a way to try to get the ball to him. I don't think Edelman's gonna be that case anymore. Like Cam, if he can't get the ball to him, he's just gonna you know extend the play and try to figure out something. So. As for as for like if it were still Tom Brady, he would find a way to get Edelman involved. So that, well, that's well, probably did, what the only difference is. They did get James White back, right? Because I know he, uh, I know he, he, I think he played. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he played a lot of snaps, but, um, but I wasn't expecting him to be like a full factor just because of what's going on. I mean, I'm sure he's still dealing with 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 the loss. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, just a lot of working parts right now, and uh, we'll see how this team does going forward. But a lot of positivity right now, even though we lost. And again, it was a bunch of mental mistakes, something Jake could never admit to. It's always like, ah, no, 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 whatever. It's we'll, we'll be fine. We'll make the playoffs. Well, <laughs> well I mean, yo, the 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 Patriots are what two and two, right? Two and two, uh, but we are two, two, two games behind the division. The Buffalo Bills are four no, so that's a little disheartening. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's better than our record. Um, but you know, but we, right now we're way behind in the division. You guys are like, what a game back. That's about it (laughs) with how bad everything is. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Well, before we get to the Cowboys, let's transition to the next topic. And this was announced Monday, yesterday, uh, early, uh, Bill O'Brien is now officially gone as head coach and, uh, GM of the Houston Texans. Uh, I'm shocked that he's gone before somebody like an Adam Gase or a Dan Quinn from the Falcons. Uh, you wanted to address this topic. I'll, I'll let you start it off. I, I mean, I know you said that you're you're surprised that he's gone before Adam Gase, but keep in mind, he's the one that traded away multiple first round draft picks for Laramie Tunsil. Right. Also, traded away their best receiver in the game. So here we go. So look, they extended Deshaun Watson because they're like, hey, this is our guy of the future. Let's pay him all this money. Who the hell is he going to throw to? You know, what weapons are you surrounding him with? Right. You trade away the best receiver in the game. Keep in mind, Hopkins is leading the NFL right now in receptions, leading all receivers with, I believe, 39. Could be wrong, but I know he's leading the NFL in receptions. And you trade him away, you get a running back that has injury problems and is only averaging, like, I think, like 3.6 or under, a little under 3.2 maybe or 3.1, but, I mean, it's still not good. Mm-hmm. And he's an overpaid running back. You get Randall Cobb because he had eight. I mean, I keep it's, it's like a repeating record about this because they get Randall Cobb, they go and they trade away for um, for Cooks for Brandon Cooks. You still have Kenny Stills as your fourth receiver, and he's a high. He's one of your high-paid receivers at the fourth position, which is uncommon for that in the NFL for a fourth receiver being paid seven million. And so it's just a lot of dumb moves, you know, when they gave him, uh, when the McNairs gave him freaking GM rights, you know? 
Yeah, so yeah. he just did a whole bunch of bonehead moves, you know, as a GM. Like, what the hell? So they're going to have to pay for that in the upcoming years because they don't, they're not going to have a first-rounder until 2022, right. if that, you know? So they should have got rid of this guy when they did that trade in the offseason. I would have <laughs> fired him. I would have yeah. been like, what the hell? So, I mean, you have 73-year-old uh, Romeo Cornell as your interim coach, and he might be – the permanent guy. Uh, he's not a bad coach. I mean, uh, the last time I remember him taking over was in Kansas City, and they played Green Bay in Arrowhead Stadium, and they won. But, I mean, they didn't go anywhere because they were pretty bad, you know, and that's why he took over. Uh, I mean, I like Romeo. I mean, he's. I think he's one of uh, Belichick's uh, uh, graduates. Yeah, he's from uh, – he's right? part of the, one of the Super Bowl winning teams uh, from the Patriots back in the day. Right. So I mean I I mean he's good but I don't I don't think he's the answer. I could be wrong, but I'm glad they got rid of this guy cuz just a whole bunch of stupid mistakes. Can you see the NFL moving away from like older coaches like we we're seeing what's going on with McCarthy in Dallas and you know like the younger coaches are starting to really make an impact like Mike uh, LaFleur in Green Bay, mm-hmm. Vrabel in Tennessee. Uh, I mean, Belichick and Andy, Andy Reid are the exceptions, but you know, if for the Texans, I think they got to go younger, don't you think? Whenever they do decide who they're gonna, their next guy is gonna be. I think so. I think they should. Um, I mean, it's no knock to the old guys, but I mean, the game's just how evolving. Much they, it, it's young. I mean, look at McVay over in the Rams. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I I think you have to uh, sooner or later. Um, I really hope – I really wish that the, the Cowboys had gotten uh, – I think his name was Lincoln Riley from yeah. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would have been nice if they entertained, you know, the offer and, and made him, you know, the coach. I mean, go young. Uh, it, it's working, you right. know. But, uh, I mean, it, it could go either way with the old guys, um, just depending. I mean, I just – I mean, Romeo Cornell, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just – they don't have anything in Houston going for them, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, they, I think they'll, they'll see what happens the rest of the season and they may just go young. You know, we don't, we don't know. If you had to make a guess with what happens now with the Texans, at least, you know, four games in, you figured like this move would have been made, like maybe at their bye week maybe closer to Thanksgiving when things are like really out of hand, but do you, do, me, you, do me, they, do they turn it around or is there, is it salvageable uh, or, I mean, I, haven't I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Robert. Uh, I mean, it, 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 right now, it seems like it's a mess. I mean, you have – they have one of the highest payrolls right now, and, and these are players that are not, like, consistent, you know. Uh, like Cobb, Cobb has injury problems. I mean, he's good when he's good. Uh, Cooks, I mean, he has injury problems, but, I mean, he's okay. Kenny Steels, I mean, you know, he was in Miami. He wasn't really, like, a hot calamity, but, I mean – He's okay. It's just you don't have – I mean, your running game is not really there. You don't really have an established running back other than David Johnson, and he's just injury-prone. You have J.J. Watt that's getting his age going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Merciless. You know, your your secondary isn't that good. I mean, all of all, – and, and here's the thing. This is what I was reading about. So I remember I told you last week that the Houston Texans were entertaining the idea of, of signing uh, Earl Thomas. Right. Well, according to – the uh, locker room of the Texans, they told Bill or someone told Bill O'Brien 
hey, this isn't a good idea. Don't bring him in. So that's why that meeting was never that that meeting never happened between mm-hmm. the Texans and Earl Thomas. But I mean, think about it. Why the hell didn't they say shit before when they were like, hey, don't trade Hopkins? You know, so where was that at? I mean, right. you're already you're already in the deep. So then why why if signing Earl Thomas was bad and not really what they need at the time, you know, then you should have thought about that many trades ago. So what's done is done, but it's a mess, and they're they're gonna need to find somebody, and they need to not they need to not have somebody be a coach and a GM. You need mm-hmm. to find yourself a GM and then find yourself a coach. Right. Uh, Romeo Cornell is not gonna be your head coach and your GM. I don't think he can do the two positions at the same time. So whoever they're going to get, I think they're going to ride out. I don't think they make the playoffs. And that sucks because if they continue losing and have like a six and 10 record, they're not getting that first round pick. And that might be like maybe a top 10 pick, maybe top 15. Let me rephrase that top 15. Yeah, yeah. And that's not going, that's going to Miami. That's not going to, um, to the Texans. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I think you should go all in right now and, and try to win so that way they don't get that top pick. But, I mean, right now they're they're a mess. Yeah, I'm right with you as far as them missing the playoffs because you think about all the division leaders right now. Like, for sure, they it, it's going to be Tennessee or maybe even Indianapolis that comes out of that division. And then you look at the wild card. You know, if the Patriots don't don't win the division, they'll be for sure in the wild card hunt. So will the Steelers if if they stay ahead or – keep up with the with the Ravens it's going to be a real hard battle for them so the season's kind of lost and then again the future is like looks bad because of the 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 whole draft situation so but uh yeah this this uh decision needed to be made already and do you want to make any guesses on who will probably be next in line or who's your next betting bet as far as like coach oh I hate to root for people to get I'm not rooting for people to get fired but it's just (laughs) it's just the NFL it's the way it is like it it happens we, I mean, Atlanta's coach. I don't know his name. I can't. I always it's forget. Da, it's Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. That guy should have been gone. The Cowboys game. You know, when he had six guys looking at that ball spin, and they're just like, "Gee, when do I when do I jump on it?" Right. He had a cowboy guy to jump on it. You know, he should be gone. Uh, I mean, they were up against the Bears. Nick Foles comes in and, <laughs> and they they lose again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it was it was a no brainer for the Green Bay Packers. I really wish that Atlanta was up twenty six and then Green Bay came back, because then it would just be like back to back to back, you know, idiots. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, he should be gone. I think him and then uh, Gase. Uh, I feel bad for Darnold because I, I really do think he's a good quarterback. He's just in the wrong system. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Gase would be next. Um, New York as well, Robert. They're they're a mess. Both teams are a mess. Right. Uh, I mean, it, a lot of fixing going on. Um, I really do think Le'Veon Bell kind of you know screwed himself. He should have stayed. He would have been good in Pittsburgh, but you know money was a factor and, and played mm-hmm. the factor. And so, I mean, he's having to deal with it. But uh, you know, going back to the coaches, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it, it, these these teams are a mess. You know, yeah. so. Um, another coach that you got to start thinking about, and I know it, it won't happen, but you really do have to think about it in terms of um, expectations and all that stuff. Uh, Mike McCarthy, let's transition over to the Dallas Cowboys uh, Sunday against the Browns. Defense let him score 49 points in that game. Um, the offense didn't get it going again until late. Uh, I don't, I guess garbage time, I guess you want to say, because the Browns did let up, but I'm not going to put that all on them. 
uh, just, you know, they, they had a huge enough lead, but uh, why, why do you think it's taking so long for the offense to click at the very end of games and not, and not do like a Falcons thing and like, you know, get a huge lead early and stuff like that. They're, they're just getting pressured. Um, their line there. I mean, I don't know how their O-line or with the O-line, they are number, I think they're number one, number one and number two offense in the league. I don't see how um, the, I mean, people, you know, the Browns were, were rushing. They got to Dak Prescott and I don't, I don't know. I mean, Elliot's not really, he's not a factor this year and they paid this guy and he wasn't a factor last year. Oh, what do you know? Uh, he got his money and what's going on. <laughs> and that's what, and, and that's the thing. He got his money. He got what he wanted. Uh, I still think they should have just let him hold out because we had uh, Alfred Morris mm-hmm. still. Um, and I believe we had uh, Rod Smith. I mean, we probably could have gone with that committee and let Elliot hold out. Um but I mean, like I said, Robert, last week the cow and the reason why I chose the Browns to win was because the Cowboys were going to do what that what I expected them to do, and it was to make the Browns look like uh, all pros. All of a sudden, OBJ had the game of his you know career. You know, uh, Landry had you know a throwing touchdown, and the I mean the rushing yards, three hundred seven, Robert. 307, that's the most that, that the Cowboys have allowed in the franchise. But 307 rushing yards was allowed versus the 85 that they forced against the Browns. Can you believe that? And we have the power back in Ezekiel Elliott. Right. But, again, he only had 54 yards carrying. I don't even know who this other guy is. His name is, like, D. Johnson. He had 13 carries for 95 yards. He had more carries than our all-pro running back. You also had Hunt in the in the mix. You had Chubb before he got hurt was in the mix. Uh, it's a bummer it's for me. It's just a mess. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, they, uh, I remember I texted you and I said, dang, that sucks. But can you imagine if Chubb wasn't hurt? It probably right. would have been over 300 yards rushing. Um, I don't know where Demarcus Lawrence is at. He's missing. We signed Everson Griffin. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, Alden Smith was uh, not a, a good factor in this one as well. Uh, Jalen Smith, we paid him this money, that much money in the offseason. We're paying these guys, and they cash in, and they're just they're just in dull land because they are not they are nowhere to be found on the field. They're not making plays. Uh, we're getting burned. So how long are we going to go without addressing that secondary? Because we're just getting burned left and right. Uh, are you, you – know, um... Real quickly, are you going to give the Browns any type of credit? Like, is it possible they could be decent, or was this an outlier? I mean, they're they're three and one, so uh, I mean, I guess you got to give credit when due. Um, I, I mean, mean, I don't think in terms of like because you had numbers for how they did against the the Washington football team, didn't you? Like, was it? Well, any yeah. Different? Well, I mean, okay, so total yards. Here, okay, so versus the Cowboys, here's a stat. Total yards was 508. Against Washington, they only had 300 yards. Hmm. Rushing yards was 307 against the Cowboys. They only had 158 against Washington. But is that because so, Baker was able to throw the ball or no? I mean, Baker threw the ball 30 times against the Cowboys and only had 165 yards. So his hmm. his throwing wasn't the factor. Well, he didn't. I'm talking about Washington. I know he didn't need to throw oh, against the Cowboys. Uh. 
I mean, he didn't even have – I think he had 195 yards passing as well. Mm-hmm. But I just think it was good defense from the Redskins. I mean, they don't even have – I mean, they're they're hurting on the end too. But they still produce somewhat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you look at the numbers from the Cowboys to the Redskins, pathetic. You know, it's it's sickening. It's gross. This is this is this is ridiculous. You know, and I'm a Cowboys fan, and and it's it's funny because I don't have Jake Ramirez sitting next to me. You know, and 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 trying to back up this this whole thing. You know, but it's just the numbers. You know, Dak Prescott said that he would trade in the numbers that he's achieving versus wins. Are you are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're an idiot, Prescott. You freaking fumbled. You got. You're not running out of the pocket. He's an idiot. I don't like Dak Prescott. I even told Jake. I told him I don't like Dak Prescott. I don't believe in him. They should not pay him forty nine million dollars. He is not worth that money. Can I ask you why you're more? Can I ask you why you're more harsh on Dak than like someone like Zeke, who has also not lived up to anything? And I get it. He's a quarterback, but I mean, come on. Like he was doing what he could as well. Like the defense didn't help him at all. I, I I understand that Robert. I understand that. I'm hard on Prescott because that mo that that mo that I don't know. I I don't want to cuss. I'm gonna be PG. Anyway, <laughs> cuss if you want. He to. wants. Uh, it, it just trying to say his name it aggravates me. Anyway, it, <laughs> it boils my blood. He wants the money. He doesn't want to take a team discount, and that's fine. Yeah, don't take a team discount, but don't say you want uh, Mahomes money and you haven't proved shit. I don't, I'm not hard on Elliot because Elliot, yeah, he held out, but he didn't say he wanted like 20, 22 million a year to be the high. I mean, he wanted money, uh, but I mean, running backs are a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. Prescott, you know, the quarterback is the main guy. He's the guy that we, we surrounded him with three receivers, Robert. These guys should have a hundred yards receiving each game over a hundred. You have Cooper. I mean, yeah, Cooper had 134 yards, but I mean, that's this game four games into it you know you have Gallup he's not you know where's Gallup at against Seattle that was the only time he had 125 yards receiving you know C.D. Lamb was the most talked about rookie coming into the season like damn adding him to the fold there's no way Prescott you know there's no way these Cowboys are going to be you know uh scoring low points Mm -hmm. you know and we're having to come from behind and that's fine but I, you know, Prescott, he's, he's throwing picks, he's getting fumbles, you know, run out of the pocket. These guys, there's no, there's no, um, there's no excuse of why these guys should not be over hundred yards receiving each one of them. That's not the case. We were down. What was it? 31 to 14 at halftime. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If y'all can get a, a huge lead on who we all playing, I think the Giants this weekend, um, then I, I I don't I wouldn't know what to say. Oh, do you want my do you do you want my prediction for that game? I'll no, not yet. I want to tease it. But okay, tease it, but okay. not yet. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm you know I'm gonna give you and, it, and it's probably you know have you ever seen Major League? I was trying to I was trying to text you this the other day and I, I did don't know get if you the, got the I got the gift okay you, or, or picture you got it, it you got it right. That's that's me. I'm Randy Quaid because I'm just like they can't do it. They have so much talent, and yet they're one in three. They talk so much. You know, we have the whole we have a whole new defense, a whole new you know coordinators, coaches, you know whatever you want to call it, and we're getting hurt. We're losing players left and right. But yet again, there's players that are out there on the free agency market, and 
Stephen Jones was like, oh, we're not in the business to, you know, have to address that. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> like Are mother like son. Dude, Robert, these two knuckleheads are the main reason why we are not going to win because they get in the way. They get in the way. Mike McCarthy should be fired. I'm going <laughs> to say that right now. Mike McCarthy should be fired. Dan Quinn, that idiot first, and then Mike McCarthy, and then Adam Gase. Maybe, and uh... then Mike Nolan, Mike Nolan should get fired because, dude, your defensive schemes suck. <laughs> Maybe Aaron Rodgers had a point about McCarthy. So, I mean, it's looking – Aaron Rodgers is looking better and better each day with the way things have been going with McCarthy. Oh, um, man, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's frustrating. Right now, to be a Cowboys fan, it's just it's, – it's frustrating. And, and you – here's the thing, Robert. They are not going to fire McCarthy. They are not oh, going to no, no. fire Nolan. And they're going to keep him. How long did they keep that other idiot, Jason Garrett? For 10 years. 10 years they kept that idiot. Mm. And, and, and I hope they don't go another 10 because uh, Jones doesn't have that long to live. So if he wants to wait another 10 years to see if McCarthy squeeze out a ring out of his ass, then he's got something coming to him because there's just no way in hell McCarthy's going to deliver that. They should have gone maybe with Marvin Lewis. They should have gone the Lincoln Riley route. I, you know, it, it's paying off. It's paying off. I mean, uh, at this point, they could have gotten, like, Jeff Fisher. So, at least, like, yeah. coach could have been made fun of. But it at least would have taken some heat off the players and stuff. But at this point, it doesn't matter. Um, it's a mess. Robert, they're the, they're, the la- they're the laughing stock right now in the NFL. I mean, their, their defense is just shit. Everybody's making fun of them because they mm-hmm. just – they're just – they're ass. That's all they are, you know, and it's it's ridiculous. And then it's, you know, you have the players saying, "Oh, we're we're playing like trash, dude. You're one of them. You're contributing." Jalen Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence, I believe, is the one that said that, made that statement. Look at what, look at yourself first. Where are you at? <laughs> I I I'm not enjoying this misery at this point. It's like, I just feel bad for you guys now. Like, I. I always say you guys can be competitive and, and all this stuff, but like, it's just, oh, it's just, I, I said it at the beginning on social media. So like it's the same song and dance and I get made called a hater, but also I'm just telling it like it is. And right now I have like that little symbol of the emoji with the hands out extended. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you at this point, I don't, but Jake, Jake Ramirez, don't worry. Right. As long as you get into the playoffs, right. Like who cares? Like what, what the journey is and, and all the stuff in between. Right. Who cares, right? Um, it's just about the W's, but can't even get well, those. <laughs> not only that, but he, where, where has he been? He's been wanting a podcast every week, and he's not sitting next to us. Yeah, actually, has uh, a legit reason this weekend. We won't reveal, but yeah, he, yeah. he has a good reason. Um, uh, but hopefully, he'll be back uh, for next week's show. I, I do, I do, I do want to point out something real quick, Robert. On the NFC in the NFC East, between the Eagles, the Washington Football Team, Cowboys, and the Giants, the Cowboys are the ones that have allowed the most points That's about this right. season. You know, the ones that have allowed the least were the Giants. How the hell? And they're 0-4. Hmm. So, I mean, that doesn't bode the, Cowboys well. have, <laughs> the Cowboys have forced the most points against, but that's because they've been, have, they've been playing from behind. Right. So, of course, you're going to, you know, you're going to lead in that division the most points forced because you've been playing from behind. But, you know, the points allowed, that's ridiculous, you know. I mean, 
no one is near that. I mean, the only one that would come near that would be the Washington, but they're only at 112. So, yeah, that's why uh, that's why these numbers sometimes here, are misleading, and I don't like them used against me because and 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 Jake's going to use this for Dak, which I mean I'm faulting him as well, but you know all his high stats right now. That's because it's a lot of garbage time and playing from behind. Who, so. who cares? I do not like this guy <laughs> Prescott. Do not sign. They have so they they made okay. They released Gerald McCoy. There is room that made them. I think that's like twenty nine point six million cap. Uh, for the Cowboys, go get players. Players are getting hurt. You know, our secondary is shit. And we mm-hmm. signed a uh, uh, guy, what's his name? Uh, Carr, Brandon Carr. Where has he been? I think now they just <laughs> barely activated him or moved him up from the pack practice squad. Where the hell was that like two games ago yeah. when our corners are getting hurt? Look, this this is ridiculous. And this is what frustrates me as a Cowboys fan because they do stupid shit like this. But yet again, I want to be called a bandwagon. Um, it's not being a bandwagon. It's pointing out it's pointing out the realistic shit as to why we shouldn't pay Dak, we shouldn't have Mark McCarthy as our coach, and we sure as hell shouldn't have Mike Nolan as our damn defensive coordinator. I mean, when was the last time he was successful as a head coach? Uh, no, nobody, anybody? No, <laughs> nobody can guess. This is. This, oh my gosh, it frustrates me talking about this. Like I'm trying to find the words and I stutter because it just it's frustrating. I don't know what the hell Jerry Jones. I understand he wants to win now. That's not the freaking route to go, man. Is is to go by getting these dumbass players or or coaches. Don't pay. Don't pay Dak. Don't, that's all I'm asking. Don't pay Dak. You know, uh, I hear that they're that they're trying to say for the Cowboys to tank to get uh, Trevor Lawrence, I believe from Clemson. I mean, you don't deserve him. <laughs> is, is is that the answer? I mean, you know, I'm I know what I'm telling you, Robert. Fix the O line. Let Andy Dalton show what he can do. I know you probably <laughs> don't like him. I know you probably don't like him. I know he has a a bad record in in, in Cincinnati, but I guarantee you, I bet if you put him behind the center with a healthy line and he's got those three receivers. And that idiot running back, I guarantee you, I'm pretty sure we would win the game. Some games. Let me rephrase that. Some games. We'll I think he'd be better than Dak Prescott. He just needed the talent. He's got the talent now. I don't know. Didn't, like, Andy Dalton have, like, one series in the red zone with the Cowboys and, like, couldn't do anything? <laughs> uh, that, uh, that was... <laughs> I, I still believe in him. I Whatever. believe it. Trade Dak, dude, trade Dak Prescott. You trade guys... him to the Jets. Bring, look, look, Robert. Let me, let me, let me give you this hypothetical scenario, and tell me, and tell me if you would like this. Okay. Oh, not like you. You're not a Cowboys fan, but do you see if we were to trade Dak Prescott to the New York Jets in re, in exchange for Sam Darnold, who has the better uh, career? It'd, pro- it'd probably be worse, to to be honest. I, I think. You think Sam so? Darnold, yeah, he's too rattled over there that he'd bring all that here. And plus you have the expectation of being America's team's quarterback. There's more added pressure, bigger spotlight than being in New York. That's for damn sure. And I think it would get to him just because I don't know. I just don't see how that's a better option than Dak Prescott. Uh, I don't know. I just don't like Dak. I don't know. I, I, I'm <laughs> done with this part of the conversation and Jake and all those 
stop being a mark. Y'all deserve the hell that you're in because y'all hype your, yourselves up too much. And I try, I, try, I try to be that little angel on your shoulder every year. And I try to tell you, keep your expectations in check. But no, y'all just want to yell, you're a hater, Pallas. You're a hater. You, you don't know what you're talking about. This is it. This is the year. I was like, okay, cool. Prove it. And then we'll see what's <laughs> what. And here we are, a quarter into the season. One in three um, right now with no positivity in sight. But uh, hey, Robert, look, real, Robert, real, Robert, real quick, let me ask you, what do you think the um... – what do you think the Cowboys record will be? Uh, do you think they make the playoffs? They don't make the playoffs. The NFC is too strong. Um, you know, look at the NFC West and all the teams that are above 500 right now. Uh, you look at the NFC South, the Saints will get it together and the Bucks will be there. Uh, the NFC North, either the Bears or Vikings will, will make somewhat of a, a more competitive push against the Cowboys, not against like the Packers. And then what's the other division? Or did I get all of them? Uh, yeah, no, there's just, just yeah. too many other teams. Um, <clears throat> even with that extra spot that they're going to add this season with the with the new rules, um, yeah, it's going to go right. to somebody else. The, so it's whoever wins the division or bust for that for that team or for that division. All right, real quick, who wins the NFC East? Who cares at this point, right? I I guess if I. I, I still want it to be Washington because I want to see that Alex Smith comeback story, but uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with the Eagles for some reason I don't know why I just I have no reason to. Yeah, I've got I've, I've got the Eagles. I got the Eagles as well. And it'll come down to the very end. It's not like they're gonna run away with it or anything. So <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with that, and we'll we'll wrap up Week Four uh, with that. I'm tired of talking about the Cowboys. We'll talk about them with whatever their matchup <laughs> is for Week Five. And if you're cool with keep keeping on going, we can get into week five already if you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Um, Thursday night football finally returns to Fox, and we get ourselves a decent enough matchup that will be watchable, even though the Broncos-Jets was a, was a comedy in itself last week. I don't know if you, if you watched any of that. Uh, it, it was funny to see some of the stuff that went down in that game. We saw Joe Flacco for like a second <laughs> – um, yeah, I don't know what that was about. Yeah, well, whatever. That was last week. We're we're on to week five. It's uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, three and one, which nobody's talking about. It's okay. I want them to go under the radar, under the radar. Three and one, leading the NFC South, traveling to face Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears, who got brought back down to earth this past week. Um, this is a revenge game for Tom Brady. He's got to avenge that Super Bowl Fifty Two loss. Um, Buccaneers uh, came back from behind. Uh, to the Chargers, they were down 24 to seven in that game. It had me a little bit worried. Uh, Brady threw a pick six again. Everybody was claiming the end of the world for Brady. He's old, this and that, and then ended up throwing like five touchdowns in total. Um, you know, just one of those classic comeback Brady games. This is what he does, folks. Y'all never learn. And, and, and Tom Brady just continues to make the analysts and the media look like fools. Uh, of course, he won't get the credit that he deserves because. Everybody just wants to talk about all the young players, the Mahomes, the Lamar Jacksons, your Russell Wilsons, but just no respect to, to the greatest of all time who's doing it at an age like that's never been done before at this level. So I got Brady and the Bucks here, even though they got some injuries on the receiving core. Brady's going to figure out a way and get revenge on Nick Foles. I got them over the Bears. Yeah, I have I have the, uh, I have the Bucks over the Bears. Uh, Nick Foles. He's a good quarterback, but uh, his his days are kind of numbered. Um, kind of going back to the glory days of 
of Philly. I mean, I guess he's only good in Philadelphia. I don't know. He's only uh, good off the bench. But yeah, I, I have, uh, I have uh, Tom Brady going again to win. I'm telling you, Brady is one that doesn't forget stuff. I'm telling you, he's thinking about <clears throat> Super Bowl 52 loss. He's like, this fucking Nick Foles, they made a statue of him out of yeah. of what he did to me <laughs> in the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, Brady holds that, like, not, I'm not saying, like, to his core, but he remembers. And I know he's going to be playing with the chip on his shoulder. He'll find any, he's like a Jordan. He'll find any excuse to give a reason to be like, fuck it. He probably thinks he's better than me. I'm going to fucking show <clears> him. <throat> and I'm sorry for the cursing. I'm sorry for the promoing. But Tom Brady's my boy. Uh, I'll ride or die with this guy. Um, he, he has something to prove on Thursday, and it should be it's gonna be a good game. I hope. Um, but yeah, I'm going with the Bucks. Uh, anything else on this game? Uh, that's all I got. Go Brady. Awesome, awesome. All right, let's transition into Sunday, folks. These are the 12 o'clock games, or one o'clock, or wherever you're at. Um, these are the the, the games that are gonna start off our slate for Week Five. Uh, first up, we got the Los Angeles Rams at three and one. Uh, watch out, NFC West, it's the strongest division <clears throat> in football. Traveling to face the the NFC least uh, Washington Football Team uh, at one and three. Um, this should be an easy win for the Rams, but I don't know. Like you see these games that they've been in where like they should win and then they end up they end up being close. Um, but I got them here against the Washington Football Team, which. There's not really much to speak of in terms of them, so I got the Rams in this one. Yeah, I have the Rams as well. Um, I was uh, reading something last week, or not last week, but just uh, I think yesterday where they were saying that Dwayne Haskins, um, he had an okay game, wasn't something spectacular, uh, but they were kind of close to where they were like, hey, we're going to bench him. But he played decent enough to where it kind of won him the job for this week. So I've got the Rams. Um, Aaron Donald's going to be a problem. For sure. And I believe Alex Smith's time is probably coming up sooner than we thought. Uh, just because, I mean, Dwayne Haskins really hasn't been the answer. So uh, I think you'll see – I think you might see uh, something like that in this game or if not for the next game. But, yeah, I've got the Rams. They're just they're, – they're rolling right now. Yeah, that NFC West is, is going to be <clears throat> super tight into the wire. It's going to come down to like division wins in that game, like in, in that division, like who, who's going to come out on top. Uh, it's a toss up right now, really. And, and the 49ers will get back into it once Garoppolo gets back into the mix. Um, but yeah, Rams here easily over the, the football team from Washington. Next game. Uh, hopefully it happens. Uh, it's a, it's a good one here. The battle of the unbeatens, the four no Buffalo bills traveling to face the, Tennessee Titans at three and zero. Again, we're going to talk about this as if it's going to happen, but if it gets postponed again, because I know a lot of players <laughs> contacted the virus. So, and again, I don't know if they're asymptomatic or not. Uh, I haven't really they haven't really reported much else on that, other than I think there hasn't been any negative tests since that huge outbreak last week. Um, but right. the Buffalo Bills right now are rolling. They're probably they're probably the hottest <clears throat> team right now. I mean, uh, is that safe to say, or at least one of them in the conversation? What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, so. Josh Allen's really proving himself. Uh, you know, he really, you know, he came apart in the playoffs last year, but he's been balling this year. He's, you know, he's, he's throwing the ball around. He's got the weapons around him. Uh, he's got that monster defense. Um, yeah, they're, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, if I'm like the 
Chiefs or the Ravens. I don't want to face teams like this one or like the Patriots where a defense that could stop like uh, or, or, you know, limit your quarterback to not putting up 30 and give your, giving your team a chance to win. So um, if this game does happen, I'm going with uh, – I'm going to go with the Bills here. They're just – they're better all the way around. And they're just – they're on a roll right now. I like them a lot. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go on the limb here, and I'm going to go with the Titans at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think Derrick Henry's going to, you know, come back at it. Uh, uh, Tannehill, you know, I think they get A.J. Brown back from injury, so that might help out with the receivers. Uh, they have Jono Smith, the tight end. He's emerging as, as, a, as a weapon uh, every week. Uh, and that defense isn't too bad. Uh, I think Mike Rabel might have some answers for Josh for Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, the Bills are a good team, don't get me wrong. Uh, but, I mean, I kind of want to go different on this route, and I'm going to go with the Titans. Yeah, we'll see. Vrabel's going to have to pull some Belichick <laughs> out of him and, you know, try to confuse Josh, Josh Allen, give him some different looks because uh, he's still real young. So you, you have that opportunity to kind of, like, confuse him. I mean, I don't think he's – you know, Josh Allen is nowhere near like what a Mahomes is that can figure out a defense yeah. like quite completely just yet. So if Rabel can come up with a good strategy here, I mean, I'm expecting it to be a really good close game. I just got, I just think Buffalo has got, sometimes you just got momentum and swag on your side and it's just going to keep rolling and rolling until you face like a real like interesting team like the Chiefs or, or even the Patriots when that comes to fruition. But yeah, you got the Titans, I got the Bills. Uh, this should probably be, this looks to be like the game of the 12 o'clock uh, hour. So um, looking forward to that one. Um, up next, it's the division leading of the NFC least, the 1-2-1 one, one Philadelphia Eagles traveling to face the Pittsburgh Steelers at 3-0. and um, This one I think is also going to be competitive for some reason. Um, I don't know. I kind of like Philly in this spot for some reason. This could be a trap game for the Steelers, even though they're coming off the bye and they're more well-rested. I don't know. I just got a funny – there's a funny thing feeling about this game, and I feel like Philly's going to eke one out in Pittsburgh. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. There's just no way. I don't think Philly has uh, – I don't trust Wentz. I don't believe in Wentz. Uh, Pittsburgh's on a roll. They have Juju healthy still. Ben Roethlisberger is healthy. Uh, James Conner is healthy. Uh, the defense is still good. T.J. Watt, I believe, on Philadelphia's defense, uh, Cox, he's hurt. He got banged up a little bit uh, this past game against the 49ers. He's a heart and soul of their defense. Uh, I don't know where Slade's been. He's uh, missing, you know, back there in the backfield with the corners. So I got to go with the Steelers on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not much uh, more else to say on that. Uh, but again, it just it looks like a funny game to me for some reason. Like the Steelers, just when we think like that they're about to get hot, like then all of a sudden they play cold. Um, I feel like this is going to be one of those games. But it, yeah, it could go either way. Again, I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers pull out the win because again, the NFC East is just a it's just a mess right now. Um, that's it for that game. Uh, up next, we got the Arizona Cardinals at two and two, which I believe they're, I think they're third in their division right now. I think the Niners are in last place, but like being in last place in the NFC West is a lot better than being in first place of the NFC East. And I'm sorry to 
keep taking shots, but that's also just the reality we're living. <laughs> anyways, uh. <laughs> anyways, they are traveling to face the 0-4 New York Jets. This is a good bounce back game for the Cardinals, who lost this past weekend. So, and they got to be in desperation mode because they got to keep up with the rest of the teams in that division: the Rams and, of course, the Seahawks. So, I got the Cardinals coming out big here against the Jets. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cardinals as well. I mean, there's just no way in hell I'm picking the Jets. Um, they don't have anybody on defense. And Sam Darnold is having to run sometimes for his life. Um, so I don't I don't really see the Jets pulling a win off of that. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I mean, and of course, they've got Hopkins. So, you right. know, who's going to stop them? Yeah, no, Jets are just a – I don't know if you – I don't know if you saw that viral clip that went off uh, from the newscaster after the poli- after the debate where he's like, this is a, a hot train and a dumpster fire. I don't know. Something that he said, it was all wrapped into one. And that's like, <laughs> that's how you can sum up the Jets. And it's just, it's bad. Um, enough of that game. Uh, next one should actually be pretty good as well. It's a divisional game. Uh, but I still think the Titans, um, who is it? Titans and the uh, Bills is going to be the game of the week or game of the 12 o'clock hour. But this one should be pretty good as well. It's the Las Vegas Raiders at two and two, uh, traveling to face the Kansas City Chiefs, who are at four and zero. The Chiefs do need to bounce back and play better than the way they did against uh, the Patriots. So I think Mahomes is going to go off here. This is going to be good for me in fantasy. I think they're going to put up like 30, 40 points in this game just to show their dominance and not show any type of vulnerability, which they did yesterday. Because it's like, I, again, I got home for the Pats chiefs game around the third quarter. And I had to do a double take to make sure it wasn't 60 to three. And it was actually, in fact, six to three. And it's like, dude, this is Mahomes with all those weapons and, and a Patriots defense that doesn't have everybody at full strength. Like there's no way, but you know, I think yeah. they're going to bounce back strong. <clears throat> again, everybody bought their Raiders stock too early. You know, they've dropped their last two games. So, um, you know, just pump the brakes on, you know, crowning Derek Carr and, Gruden and I know they got the new stadium and all that stuff but you know at the end of the day it's still the Raiders Chiefs I like them big in this game even though it's a divisional game yeah I'm I'm gonna go with the Chiefs uh the Raiders win versus the Saints is a fluke I don't know how the hell that happened uh but uh yeah I don't I don't trust the Raiders I don't believe in them um Chiefs I mean Mahomes is just too much I'm gonna go Raiders there you go all right, next up, we got the one and three Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to face the uh, the Romeo's Cornells, his era begins with the Houston Texans 0 and 4. Do the Texans pick up their first victory? I'm going to let you go first on this game. What do you got? Negative. Jaguars will win. Uh, Gardner Minshew. Minshew Mania will come back. Uh, the stash is back. I think the Jaguars win, not by much, maybe by a field goal. Uh, the Texans, I just they're 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 done. I don't I don't see anything happening there. Yeah, it's gonna be an ugly like type of game where it's like, man, which teams? It's like who's gonna survive, right? Like somebody's gonna have to win. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You don't think the the Texans players will be motivated after like, ah, oh, dude, finally we got that, you know, what is it? Weight off our shoulders with with O'Brien. Like, let's. They're like, don't you think they want to look at this? It's like, let's start fresh, right? We still got. Uh, three quarters of the season left to go. Like, let's try to make the best of it. You don't think they've come out and play hard? That's that, it's a possibility, but I mean, uh, Gardner Minshew. I mean, he's been playing pretty good, some good football. I mean, you get DJ Shark, he's back. Uh, 
Uh, the running back is good as well. Uh, I, I, I mean, the defense has been pretty, pretty, you know, stout. So, no, uh, as much as I like Romeo Cornell, I, I mean, they're going to rally and they're going to battle. I just think they come up short. Okay. All right, let's trend. Oh, did I pick a winner? Yeah, I'm going. Uh, no, you didn't. I'm going to go with – I'm going to give the Texans the benefit of the doubt here. I think they got to get a win at some point during the season. And, you know, I mean, I love, I'm a Minshew uh, mania, Mark. I'm a bandwagoner for that kid, but uh, you know, I'm going to show some sympathy here for the Texans and I think they get it done. So I'm going to, I'm going to go against you on this. One. I'm going to go with the, with the Texans. So mark that down for me. All right. All right. Next game. We're still in the 12. There's a lot of 12 o'clock games. Um, we got the one, two, and one Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow coming off his first victory this past weekend, traveling to face the Baltimore Ravens at three and one. Who I thought were going to have a better showing against. Uh, I think it was the Washington Football Team, but I don't know. I feel like right. the Ravens might be in a little <clears throat> funk right now, just because they're. It's going to be hard to shake off that loss to Kansas City in the fashion that they lost. Um, Joe Burrow will make it interesting and competitive, but I think in the end the Ravens will win. But we're going to start to see like the analysts and the media kind of start to question where Baltimore's head is at. Uh, I'm, again, this is all just a prediction. It could, could be a complete route. Who knows? But I, I'm going to go with that narrative that the, the Ravens win, but it'll be questionable. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Cincinnati. Wow. Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow. I mean, he's, he's showing that he's the real deal. Uh, I mean, he's been throwing over 300 yards every single game, I believe. Um and uh, then playing against the Eagles, that was a good one. I mean, he should have won that one. I don't think it should have been in the tie. But, uh, I mean, the Ravens, I mean, ever since seeing them play against uh, Kansas City, I'm just like, they're not the Ravens of, of last year. I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson, I think he needs to get in the groove. I don't think he's in the groove. Uh, Mark Ingram is not getting into the mix. I mean, I haven't, we haven't heard from him. Uh, and, and, and also – on his fantasy value, I mean, he's on the waiver wire. I mean, he's only averaged, you know, three points, uh, you know, three points a game. That's nothing, you know. And, and last year he was doing over in the double digits, you know. So uh, there's something going on in Baltimore, and, and they need to fix it. And they need to fix it soon because uh, Mahomes is coming for them. So I'm going to go Bengals. It's funny that you mentioned the, the Ingram thing because I'm going to be actually on the, on the lookout for another running back uh, until Chubb is back. And I was looking at him, but now, like, you got me questioning, like, okay, maybe I won't pick him up. But I'm going to have to do a little bit more research. But, man, like, yeah, you're right. Like, I need to get that guy more involved. And uh, yeah, uh, Roger Trevino actually made a good point that they that people were just going to figure out Lamar. And I, I think they were, he said they were going to have, like, a comeback down-to-earth <clears throat> type of uh, season. And, I mean, it looks like we're right. that way. I know it's still kind of early, but, you know, um, yeah, there, there's some question marks there with the Ravens. But. Uh, so you got the Bengals, you got Joe Burrow. I, I like the, I got Joe Burrow. I like the pick. There's, um, I mean, you have a good reason for it. I mean, Joe, Joe Burrow has been fantastic. I think he's probably the leading, is he the leading contender for rookie of the year? Did you see? Uh, yes, he is. Uh, well, yes. As far as quarterback wise. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'll well, definitely see. I don't even know who else is on. I don't even know who else is. Well, none of the quarterbacks that were drafted are playing like love or, or Tua or, mm. uh, Jalen hurts. I don't think they're playing. So yeah. I think he's he's got the he's the favorite. The only other person I can see is the the running back from Kansas City. What's his name? Like Hyde or something like that. Oh, uh, Edwards uh, Hilaire. Well, there's him. I mean, if you're talking about rookies in general, I mean, yeah, yeah. Lamb's 
And I think CeeDee Lamb's also in that category as well. He's not having a bad year. Right, but in terms of like popping out, like I, I, I don't see him being talked about uh, as much. It, it's, it's Burrow and Hilaire. Yeah. The Edwards, uh, what is his name? Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. Or Hilaire. I believe you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be one of those two guys if they continue playing the way they are. Um, all right, off of that game. Uh, next one, again, still in the 12 o'clock hour. It's the Carolina Panthers at 2-2 two and two, who showed up uh, this past week, so they're at 500, uh, traveling to face Dan Quinn's Atlanta Falcons 0-4. <laughs> Um, hot, hot seat thermometer at 99 right now for the Falcons. Um, I, I got the Panthers here. The Falcons just don't have things figured out. Um, I, they've given up on this coach, I believe. They've given up on the owner, I believe, probably. You know, I, And I don't feel bad for the Falcons. And, this, and I'll tell you a little story real quickly. Super Bowl 51, the thing that pissed me off more than anything in that game was when the Atlanta Falcons owner – I think Arthur Blank, that's his name. This motherfucker showed up to the sidelines with his wife. And I think there was this was still like the third quarter. And I was like, this piece of shit. Like, I hope Brady can muster in it in him somehow to make this comeback. And I've never forgotten the look of his wife's face when the Patriots came back. And she was just looking at him like with this such despair. And I was like, this is what you fucking get for for overhyping <laughs> yourselves and thinking it was over. You didn't know who you were dealing with here. Oh, I don't feel bad for the Falcons in the slightest ever since that uh, game. Um, I got the Panthers here. I got them going big division game. <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've got the Panthers as well. Bridgewater's finally getting into his nucleus, uh, uh, meshing well with the players. Um, the defense is really good. Uh, Falcons are without Julio Jones, who hurt his hamstring late in the game last night, which is why I won in fantasy. Calvin Ridley was shut out. I was trying to look to see if he was injured. There was nothing reported that he was injured, so he was just getting shut out. So I see that happening again because now they're going to rely on on uh, Calvin Ridley as your number one. And uh, Hayden Hurst, you know, they traded for him. And he's, you know, showing up and he showed up big against the Cowboys, but big whoop, you know, anybody can against them. <laughs> but uh, against the Panthers, I don't, um, yeah, Dan Quinn's going on five. He might possibly be fired right after that game. He should be. It's it's looking like a strong possibility. So it's, you know, do or die, I believe, for, for this guy. Because we <clears> saw <throat> what happened with, I think a lot of teams wait to see who does it first, right? Like, so now that they've seen that they got rid of Bill O'Brien, the Falcons will be like, oh, okay, cool. Like now there probably may not be as much heat on us if we decide to, to do the same thing, even though he's deserving yeah. of it. It's been coming for a long time. But yeah, Panthers, yeah. Uh, watch out for them. Uh, I'm not throwing them away as far as like the NFC South. Uh, those division games will be good. Um, let's transition over to the three o'clock games. Finally, uh, that was that was a lot of 12 o'clock games to go. Yeah. Um, First up, we got this one. That's an F matchup unless we see the return of Jimmy Garoppolo, who I believe should be back. I was talking with one of my 49ers buddies, and he thinks he should be back for this game. It's the one in three Miami Dolphins traveling to face the San Francisco 49ers at two and two. Again, right now they're in last place, I believe, of the NFC West, but that's a hell of a lot better than the NFC East. Um, yeah. 49ers should bounce back easily here. They're coming off the loss of the Eagles, which I'm sure they're disgusted with. Um, even though they had 
disasters at quarterback. I think they had Nick Mullins, and then they they transitioned to another guy. I forgot what his name was. I was watching the game, but didn't pay attention to what that guy's name was. That that other quarterback for the Niners. Um, oh, uh, Mullins. No, that's who they had first, and they they moved off to another guy. Oh, uh, uh, oh man, I think it's C.J. Burt. Beardhard or something or like right. the last name's correct yeah. something like that right um yeah i got 49ers here i i i don't have much to say unless like when are we going to see tua tango valua i think oh shit did i say his name right tua tango yeah, valua did. all right okay yeah. cool yeah better than me <laughs> i would have just said tua uh i'm gonna go dolphins uh fitzpatrick i mean he's hearing about himself getting benched uh I think uh, Brian Flores said that that he's going with he's sticking with uh, Fitzpatrick. Uh, Parker had a good game, the wide receiver for the Dolphins. The defense is still pretty good. They're more intact than the 49ers' defense is. 49ers, uh, I don't. I mean, if Garoppolo's back, then maybe it'll be some kind of uh, some kind of a game or somewhat of a game. I just I'm not going to take him even if Garoppolo's back. Uh, I'm going to go Dolphins just because the 49ers' offense couldn't do shit against the damn Eagles. So I'm going to go Dolphins. I think Dolphins will win. I think Fitzpatrick will continue to be the quarterback. Interesting, interesting. All right, here we go, Abe. It's your game of the week. Uh, the 0-4 New York Giants traveling to Jerry World to face uh, 1-3, which should probably be – this should be like the battle of the beatens. Oh, it should be the 0-4 Giants against the 0-4 Cowboys, but – We'll give them hey, that you're, fluke. You're not right. You're not wrong about that. <laughs> we'll give them that fluke miracle win over the Falcons. Uh, anyways, uh, is this another trap game, divisional game? It'll be closer than yep. you think, or is it? Is this the Cowboys' time to shine and and they route and and go up, uh, are, go up big early? Are you are you letting me go first, or no? Go ahead, go. Okay, this is this is for Jake. I'm gonna go Giants. And I'm going to go Giants big, and I'm going to tell you why. Big, oh, because okay. I big, big, it, yeah. This isn't going to be by field goal. This isn't going to be by two points. This is going to be by two touchdowns, maybe even Yikes. 17 points. I am saying this because the Cowboys, until they can fix the damn coaching staff, until they can fix that freaking defense, there, they, uh, Daniel Wilson is gonna. I think that's his name. Is gonna look like a Pro Bowler. The Cowboys defense right now, if they leave it how it is, every single team is gonna look like a Pro Bowl. Like they have Pro Bowlers on their team. Look what just happened last week. Like what I was saying, OBJ came out of nowhere. He had this big game. So did Landry. So did Chubb. So did the whole running back. The whole running back committee and Browns were look like they all were Pro Bowlers. Uh, they don't have Saquon, but they have uh, Devontae Freeman, the ex-Atlanta Falcon, and I yeah. guarantee you they'll be like, that guy never missed a beat. And he's probably going to rush for over 100. I could be wrong, but I'm going to say it right now. Uh, you know, the receivers aren't that good, but, I mean, Golden Tate's probably going to have – he's a cowboy killer. And then you got Shepard and their tight end, Evan Ingram. I mean, the Cowboys can't guard tight ends. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Cowboys losing um, to the Giants. And I'm saying big. And it, it hurts me, but so defeated. the truth because they're they're just getting burned. They're getting burned. Um, are we going to see the return of the nickname Danny Dimes, which is what everybody was crowning this freaking Giants quarterback, uh, I think, early last year? Is that his name? What's his, is, 
It's Daniel it, Jones. Daniel, right? It's Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones. Okay. But they gave him this nickname okay. of Danny Dimes, where he was like, "I was like, what the hell is this? Like, you got to earn your nickname." And he hadn't done anything. I, but, I wouldn't doubt it if I wouldn't doubt it if they call him that in this game, just because it's the Cowboys and just because they're they're probably going to let him uh, throw on all over them. All right, Cowboys fans. Um, I'm I'm going to be your little rah rah cheerleader this week. All right. Here's what's going to happen in this game. I think the Cowboys are going to go up uh, pretty big in the first half. It's going to be like, yeah, yeah. But then I think the Giants are going to make it competitive and close in the second half. And then I think Dak's going to be able to make one of those late game plays to like a CD Lamb or an Amari Cooper. It's going to get you your your second win of the season, but first real legit win of the season. <laughs> um, I'm going to oh, pick man. the Cowboys here off my better judgment. And Lord help me if they lose to this Giants team, because on next week's show, if they lose, Lord have mercy on all of the Cowboys souls. You're going to get the promo of a lifetime for me. And it'll be perfect because Jake Ramirez should be in the house next week and he'll be on the receiving end of it. So I'm going to pick the Cowboys. It's going to go that way. It's going to look early. Awesome for you guys. And then the Giants are going to come back. They're going to make it competitive and close. And it's like, Oh shit. Are the Cowboys going to blow it? And then Dak will come through. I'm going to, I'm going to pull, uh, for you guys, uh, for this week only. But again, Dak Prescott has to show up in, in that late fourth quarter drive and, and to seal the victory over the Giants. But uh, Robert, real quick, if if the Cowboys lose this game, do you see a coaching change? No, just like you said, the, the, there's no way that Jerry Jones is going to make a change like this. But um, at this point, like he gets so much scrutiny all the time. Like, well, how's this week any different? Like, you know. Um, the fact that the division's so trash that, you know, a loss isn't really going to be the worst thing in the world. Let's say the Eagles were 4-0. Then you could be like, okay, well, F this guy. We need to do something drastic. But the fact that everybody's bad right now in that division, it, there's there's yeah. no point to make a change. But against my better judgment, Cowboys over the Giants, but it'll be close. Um, you got anything else on this game before we move on? I'm done with that game. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Thank God. Uh, next up, uh, this will be also – or these the Cowboys game starts at 325, 425, wherever you're at. Uh, this will also be around the same time. The 3-1 and one Indianapolis Colts traveling to face the 3-1 and one Cleveland Browns. Uh, the NFC North is looking very interesting right now with the Steelers, Ravens, and the Browns in the mix. Uh, and then if Joe Burrow, like, figures out, does some magic, this is another strong division in football. Um, I think the Browns are going to be riding a little bit too high off of that win against the Cowboys, but I think it'll be close enough with the Colts that I think we're going to be talking Monday about how the Browns are four and one. So I'm going to I'm going to pick Cleveland here because again I I'm still not sold on Philip Rivers. Like you want to talk about a perfect place for Sam Darnold would have been for him to go to the Colts or find a way to get him there because I think Sam Darnold would fit perfect on that type of team. I feel like there you would start to see like the the real talent of Sam Darnold and what he's capable of. But that's besides the point. I'm going with the Browns here against Rivers. I don't trust them. I'm going with the Colts. That defense is amazing. And it's going to it's going to bring Baker Mayfield and those receivers and that running back come back to life or come down to reality. And uh the Colts defense is too much. Uh I'm going to go Colts. I have some kind of faith in Philip Rivers. I don't know what happened to T.Y. Hilton, but uh, I have some some kind of faith. So I think the Colts will win. 
copy that. All right, we're we're diff- un- indifferent on this game, but that's the beauty of of debate and and all this stuff. It's awesome. Uh, next up, it's my New England Patriots at home at two and two. Uh, again, we don't know the status of Cam Newton and whether he'll be back ready to go, depending on his COVID testing. Um, but I'm going to go with the assumption that he's not going to play and they're going to go with the backup. And I think it should be Stidham and they're going to be facing, uh, the Denver Broncos who are coming over there at one and three, uh, also don't know what their quarterback situation is. So I know they signed Blake Bortles, but they weren't ready to pull the trigger on him just yet. So that just goes to show you how much of a non-factor Blake Bortles was, even though he was in the conversation a couple of years ago to possibly go to a Super Bowl. So, uh, just how easily that guy's fallen off the radar um patriots are gonna have a rough go at it on offense uh with that Vic vangio defense you know they were giving uh brady some fits over in tampa and he's got a better squad over there and you know and obviously brady's the better quarterback at this moment um but i think it's gonna be an ugly game ugly scoring low scoring uh but i'm gonna go with the patriots here belichick will find out a way if they go with uh i think it's uh I forgot who the quarterback is for the Broncos, like Drexen or something like that. Uh, Driscoll. Driscoll, there we go. If it's that guy yeah. and what the Bucks defense was able to do to that guy, like they were disrupting him all over the place, the Patriots defense will easily have a, a plan for that kid. So just based on that alone, this might be a game where the defense wins it, like with turnovers, pick sixes, stuff like that. Uh, don't have too much faith in the offense right now until Cam Newton gets back fully, but – Stidham is obviously your better choice at the QB position over Brian Hoyer, which I do love. I'm, I'm going to be a homer here, but he's been in the system forever, but he's not the answer right now. We need to get W's. We need to catch the heels of the Buffalo Bills, who've got a two-game lead in the division. Uh, the Patriots cannot afford to lose any more games uh, like this against a team that's <clears throat> not competitive like Denver. I got New England. Who do you got? I'm going to go ahead and go with the Patriots. Uh, I watched that game against where the Broncos and the uh, the Jets. Uh, I mean, Sam Darnold showed some flashes. The Broncos defense looked to let up a little bit. Um, if Driscoll is a quarterback, I don't like him. I don't think he's a good fit. Uh, the only thing I worry that I worry about for the Patriots side is that Melvin Gordon can run and he's doing really good. But I mean, then again, you know, uh, the Patriots have too much on their offense as well with James White back in the mix. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Pats. Copy that. Um, yeah, not not much more to say on this game other than I think it's going to be ugly and low scoring. So it might not be the funnest game to watch. Uh, I do have Sunday tickets. So depending on what I work, I may catch the tail end of this game or um, just not see it at all, uh, just depending on what goes on there. And finally for Sunday, we head to the NBC uh, night game. It's the one in three Minnesota Vikings. Traveling to face my MVP front runner Russell Wilson and the undefeated Seattle Seahawks at four zero. Um, Seahawks are at home. I know that doesn't mean anything right now. Um, they they along with like the Buffalo Bills have just got a ton of momentum and swag in their way right now. Russell Wilson's averaging at least three to four touchdowns a game. Um, I don't see how the Vikings have an answer for that. You're talking about a shootout if it turns into that. Kirk Cousins versus Russell Wilson. I'm sorry, Russell Wilson all day. Even though I do like Kirk Cousins, you know, I'm one of those few that rallied for him early in his career, um, but he's kind of shown just what he is. He is what he is. And sometimes that's, you know, that's just average. And, you know, they're not all going to be special. Uh, some quarterbacks are just going to be guys. And Kirk Cousins 
is just that. So I like the Seahawks here. I like them big at home to continue their undefeated streak. Uh, I'm going to go with the Seahawks as well, just because I have Russell Wilson on my fantasy. And uh, <clears throat> the Vikings, I mean, they're they're kind of like a mess as well. Uh, they have some injuries. But uh, Dalvin Cook is a good running back, so, I mean, they might have some trouble here and there. But in the end, I think uh, Russell Wilson will squeeze it out. So I go Seahawks. All right. And finally, let's move over to the Monday night game. And this team is, again, on Monday night football, the New Orleans Saints. Weren't they just on there? Uh, yeah. It's the Los Angeles – almost at San Diego. Los Angeles Chargers at 1-3, and three, traveling to face the New Orleans Saints at 2-2, two and two, who they had to make the comeback on Detroit. I think Detroit had to, had to lead up on them early. Um, yeah. Chargers are actually looking pretty good with Herbert and that defense, like, they're they're not a team to be messed around with and sorry for Tyrod Taylor but you lost your starting job like Justin Herbert is is along with Joe Burrow they're playing some really good football again they were up on the Buccaneers 24 to 7 and if it weren't for some mental mistakes like you know they could have put them away and they could have really like stood out um I don't know I I kind of like them here against the Saints that defense is going to give uh Drew Brees trouble they gave Brady trouble so I can only imagine What's going to happen with Breeze here? I like the Chargers in this spot. I like them. I like them uh, pretty convincingly. I'm going with them. I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, Kamara and and Michael Thomas are you know well Michael Thomas is coming back, so them two back into the mix. Drew Breeze is going to find a way to kind of get his mojo back. Uh, I believe Jared Cook's coming back at the tight end position. Um, I I mean the Chargers are good. I was going to go with them, but I feel like I should go with the Saints. Uh, so I'm going to go with this. I'm going to roll with them. Yeah. Um, I mean, either way, um, I, you mentioning Michael Thomas, that's actually a big factor. And I know a lot of Saints fans were worried like, oh, no, this team is like in disarray. It's like, no, once Michael Thomas gets back into the lineup, that's a huge, you know, your defensive plan, your game plan changes once Michael Thomas is in the lineup. This guy's like top three receiver in the league. So that's a big deal. So that's actually a good um good plus for the saints to, to possibly give them the win. But again, I, I like this charger defense a lot. You know, they showed, they showed up against Kansas city. They were giving Brady fits. So, you know, you got two of your top like five quarterbacks in the league that were disrupted by this defense. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but yeah, we, I like the chargers. You like the saints. Um, we didn't mention the Packers or the lions because they are on their bye week So, we won't see any Aaron Rodgers magic this week. What are your What are your thoughts right now on the Packers? We can talk about them real quick. Uh, I mean, I know you said that Rodgers were going to have that chip on your shoulder. I didn't expect them to be four and zero. They're looking really good, and they don't even have that much or that much talent on the offensive side as far as like weapons with uh, Devontae Adams out. Uh, but I mean, you have like all these role player types like Lazard. Uh, uh, Valdez Scanling or, or whatever his name is. I think that's his name, Valdez Scanling. But, uh, I mean, Aaron Jones also pulling in from the backfield. So yeah. it, it, it's, yeah. a, it's a surprise to me because, I mean, no one expected them. I don't think anybody expected them to be 4-0. Oh, no, uh, for sure. Maybe like 2-2, maybe, like two two, maybe, but not 4-0. But, uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you know, they traded – I mean, they didn't trade, but they drafted Love, and I think he's just like, hey, I'm I'm the guy. You know, this is this is still my team. So, yeah. uh, I mean, he's playing really good, really good football. I could see a situation where, like, Aaron Rodgers will say, fuck you so bad, like, 
they'll win the Super Bowl. Let's say, like, you know, hypothetically, they win the Super Bowl, and he'll still leave the team for being like, you know what, you drafted another guy. F you, I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm still the best at what I do. Like, I could totally see that situation happening. Right. Uh, but, yeah, no, he's playing great. Um, we didn't mention our power rankings. Mine were the same from last week. Uh, I guess real quickly, what were your, your top five teams um, uh, after top week five, four? Number, number five, I had Tampa Bay. All right. Uh, they're, okay. they're rolling. Yeah, they're, they're rolling. I mean, I, I knew it was only a matter of time where, where Brady was going to start, you know, getting – uh used to his players so i mean i have tampa bay at number five okay uh let me see at four i had seattle i mean they're they're still you know they're rolling russell wilson is having a great year so uh i mean i gotta go with seattle number three i went buffalo i think they were down for a little bit i can't i think they were trailing in that game i'm not too sure but i mean josh allen i mean what the heck but yeah buffalo's they're they're a hard team uh, they're going to be contending. So I, I got Buffalo at three. Number two is your boy Aaron Rodgers. I got Green Bay yeah. at number two. Uh, they're they're rolling as well. So I mean, um, but I mean, no change at number one. Kansas City is yeah. is going to stay at number one. So until somebody knocks them off, right? People like people until were even somebody does. Yeah, somebody was. I think a few weeks ago, were like, "How could you have Kansas City number one? First of all, a they're the defending champions, and until somebody beats them, like it doesn't matter what the score is. Like, you know, even. Like I said, it was six to three against the Patriots, and you know you knew at some point Mahomes was just gonna like let loose and and go off, and that's what happened. Yeah, there was a few mental errors on the Patriots' part, but, but you know the, they were able to get their offense going. And until somebody knocks them off, there's no reason to not give them that number one spot. Yeah. All right. Well, that's your NFL Week Five preview. Uh, as always, we're we're all looking forward to the games, and you know there'll be some surprises in there or not so much surprises. Like if the Cowboys lose, that won't be shocking to me. <laughs> but it'll be, it'll be bad news for everybody that listens to this podcast and that are Cowboys fans. Cause you won't hear the end of it for me, especially you, Jake. I hope you, I hope you're listening to this episode. Um, um, real quickly uh, before we leave for today, um, let's talk about the NBA finals for a little bit. Um, I've actually watched, I watched game one and I watched game three. And obviously, game one was a rout with the Lakers over the the Heat. Uh, game two, I heard, was also not as competitive. So the Lakers were up 2-0. Heat backs up against the wall on Sunday, got it done. They played out of their minds. Jimmy Butler uh, went off. And I heard also, like, this was one of the biggest upsets in NBA Finals history in terms of, like, individual games, I believe, that have been played right. in this series or in the history of the Finals. Uh, what do you what do you give the Heat chances on on winning this tonight and evening the series at two and two? Uh, I I like the attitude that Jimmy Butler has. Um, <clears throat> I believe he said after that game that they won, where he was like, "Hey, LA, better watch out." Uh, it's kind of early to kind of talk that kind of trash. Right. Uh, you're down still, you know, two to one. I like the momentum. Uh, I I don't know. I I I mean. I don't want LeBron. I don't like him that much, but I'm going to have to say the Lakers will probably win it. Uh, I, it's just too much firepower that, that they have on the offense uh, on the Lakers side. And, and it's a great story for the heat because they don't have that super, that super, you know, that super team. So it's been, you know, Jimmy Butler because he's actually your superstar, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, it's great. It, it, it's a good fight. 
Um, finally, I mean, I, I hope the Heat win so that way it makes it interesting in the finals and it's not just uh, the Lakers dominating, you know. Like, I, I was hoping, I was like, good God, it's going to go 3-0. You know, it's going to be a sweep. But, I mean, Miami came in, fought, Jimmy Butler battled. So, I mean, okay, okay, this looks a little bit better now. So, um, I'd like it to go all seven. I, I mean, I had the Heat winning it in six. Uh, but, I mean, looking at the gameplay, I mean, you know, it kind of changes. But uh, hopefully it, 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 it's, a, it's a good game tonight. I think they play tonight, right? Correct. So hopefully it's a good game. If the, uh, I think I'm going to go with the Heat. I think the Heat will win it because, I mean, Jimmy Butler, they're, they're running off of Jimmy Butler's, uh, you know, his momentum. So I, I, I think the Heat will win, uh, even it up 2-2 and then, you know, you'll start to see maybe L.A. wins and then it goes back and forth and then maybe just the L.A. just takes it, you know, the final two games. What were your thoughts on LeBron? Um, didn't he, like, walk off the court, like, with a couple minutes still left in the game or something like that? I feel like that's, on not, the last being game or... like that's not being talked about enough. I think they were – well, it had to have been his last game because they were losing and I think he just walked off and, and left. Well, he's 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 been known to do that. I think he did that in – uh, might have been when he was with Miami when they were losing and he just there was oh against the Spurs really I think it was one of the games and um I believe there was like maybe like 50 something seconds maybe like close to a minute left or something like that and he just went ahead and walked into the locker room um hmm. I mean that that's why I don't I don't you know LeBron I just uh I mean I don't know I, I he needs that help. He needs that, that, that second superstar or third superstar. He needs that, that team around him. He can't do it himself. If he does it himself then, and, and it's not enough, then he's just like, oh, let me fake an injury or, or I'm just – this is pathetic. Let me just walk off the court. I mean, that's not going to help you out. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, I, I just don't like him. Uh, I don't like him as a player. Uh, I'm sure he's a great person outside the industry, but um, – yeah, when you when you walk off like that, I mean, you walk off with your without your teammates. Uh, it's kind of like giving up, kind of like saying, "Oh, you know, that that's it." You know, the Heat won. That and like, kind of like you're above it. It's like to me, it's like, come on, dude, just face the music. Like, if if you lose, cool. I mean, at least have the decency to bump elbows or sh- I know they're not shaking hands, probably, but bump elbows. Like, hey, good game. Like, you know, you guys brought it tonight. But to walk off just shows, like, I mean, I don't know, like. Like, he's the exception to every rule, right? Like, he can do it. But if there were anybody else that did it, you know, you'd be they'd be, like, lamented as evil and all this stuff. Like, but yeah. he gets to do it because he's the, the king. Because it's him. Right? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, could you imagine, like, I don't know, Tom Brady walking off the field with, like, two, three minutes to go and just be like, there's no chance and just walks off. Like, you know you... the media would give him shit for it. Like, you absolutely yeah. So I don't see why this. You would. Thing. No, go ahead. You wouldn't. You would not stop hearing about that. You will hear about that week after week after week, even into the off season, even into starting the OTAs for the next season. You'll still hear about Tom Brady if he were to walk off. I mean, I don't know what it is <laughs> about people having a problem with Tom Brady. Leave the guy alone, man. Um, they, but yeah, they don't like I, to I see get, people. I, they don't like to see you that successful. That's my whole theory in life. Like people hate the ones that are like super successful, like the, and especially yeah. the way he captured all of it coming from like nothing. So it's like, you know, 
that that's my whole theory on it. Why the, everyone always gives him shit. Right. Um, yeah. No. Hopefully, it's with good, LeBron. Yeah, but LeBron. I mean, until he, until he ties Jordan, like I won't ever give him like close to being calling him like the greatest of all time. If he ties but, Jordan in rings, I'll 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 put him in that conversation because I'm not going to fault him for going to more championship games. Because the same thing with Brady, that's the same knock on him. He has more rings than anybody, but yet the knock on him is like, oh, he didn't go undefeated like Joe Montana or Terry Bradshaw for no. It's like, but he went to more game Super Bowls and won more. Like that's not his fault. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I I would find it hard for me to put LeBron in the same category as Michael Jordan. I just just because of the fact that Michael Jordan did not have a super team. Michael Jordan. He had supporting cast. He had a supporting cast. I mean, these weren't like superstars, you know? That's my that's the problem that I have with people that are wanting to put LeBron James and the Michael Jordan talk is that, you know, why? I mean, yeah, he's he's done things that, you know, no one has done, but I mean, here we here we are. But I mean if, if LeBron was in the same era as Michael Jordan, I mean would we still be talking about Michael Jordan? Would we be talking about LeBron? I think Michael Jordan would still come out on top mm-hmm. because I mean, look at what Jordan, who Jordan had to fight, you know, Larry Bird, you know, the, the Kimby Matumbos, the David Robinson, uh, the Patrick Ewing, the John Starks, you know, Utah with Carl Malone, John Stockton, Jeff Hornacek. It's just those, I mean, each one of those teams had their superstar and then they had their supporting players. Would it, be, he, would it be a situation like, let's say they were both in the league at the same time, would it be like a Tom Brady, Peyton Manning type of thing where like yes, people adore Peyton more and you you can tell right away and people probably lament him more as being better. But again, also he had pieces around him for as, a, as opposed to Brady where it was like a whole supporting cast and you know you could tell he was the one with the killer instinct. Like Peyton to me was never one of those quarterbacks with like killer instinct like with like that will to do anything to win. Like, yeah, he can beat you with his brain and, and do other things. But like, if things didn't go his way, as far as like having the pieces around him, like he'd crumble fast. So do you think it would be like that same type of situation? Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. But, but let me, let me ask you this, Robert, if, okay. So Jordan stayed in Chicago and won the six rings. Mm -hmm. If LeBron would have stayed in Cleveland and 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 ran with it with Kyrie Irving and no super team and LeBron did all of that by himself and the Cavs were winners you know they won you know four championships maybe five then I could probably put him in that same category with Jordan because Mm -hmm. LeBron fought everybody else you know the new era Kawhi Leonard Tim Duncan's you know Dirk Nowitzki's so on and so on but he had Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving isn't really like a superstar, superstar. He's kind of like your role at that time, you know? Mm-hmm. My my problem is that people don't see that. They're looking past that. They're just looking at numbers. They're just looking at, oh, LeBron won again. LeBron's doing this. You know, oh, he did a 360 spin. Let's put him in the Michael Jordan category. I think he's better than Jordan. But they're not, they're, they're not looking at class where Jordan – Stayed on the team. Jordan could have probably been like, oh, I'm leaving. I'm going to go and play in Portland with Drexler, you right. know, uh, or, or let me go to, um, uh, I mean, who's, who's in Orlando with uh, uh, Grant Hill. 
you know, or I guess Grand Hill when he was in Detroit with Joe Dumars. Let me go join that crew or let me go to Charlotte and join Muggsy Bogues and, and, and uh, Larry Johnson um, mm-hmm. and Alonzo Mourning. But he I didn't. You. I mean, he stayed, he stayed in Chicago and he won it with the Luke Longleys and the Tony Kukoc and the Steve Kerrs and, and John Paxson and Bill, Bill uh, what's his name, Bill Washington or something like that. But, I mean, he did that. And those because of Ron Harper, those were all supporting cast players. Right. And LeBron has to have people on each side, you know? Like, okay, let's put this in movie terms, Robert. Like, you're, you're the main, you're the superstar. Mm-hmm. But are you going to say, let me have such and such on this arm, and let me have such and such on this arm, and let's go run this theater? Or are you going to want to run that theater yourself, but with a supporting cast? Um, it, it depends. Like, are, are we talking, like, role players or, like, people on the same level as myself? No, you're, you're, I mean, you're the superstar, I guess, having like role players, the same people, you know, like not, not like GSs or anything like that, like management, management wise, like okay. you can have a management team, like you're the superstar and there's other managers that are support, that can be supporting players, you know, or supporting managers. No, none of them are like superstars, but they're supporting because they can contribute here and there, but you're the main one. I mean, I guess I guess I would go that route because I don't like egos, and I think if you get a bunch of names together, like it starts to become like, you know, well, who's who's the one that's benefiting the most from this? Who's the one that's really contributing? You know, you get all those questions as opposed to being like a nucleus, like you got right. all these role but, players all all into one. I, I get what you're saying. That yeah, and that's what I'm saying because you're gonna you're gonna win the big games or you're gonna win the big trophies because you. And because you led your team. It, and it's going back to Tom Brady. I've always said it. Tom Brady, he, didn't, he hasn't had those, you know, uh, ecstatic wide receivers. I mean, yeah, they had Randy Moss, but past his prime. I mean, Randy Moss was still good. But it wasn't because it was Randy Moss being Randy Moss. It was because Tom Brady was throwing him the ball. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady knew when to lock on and throw the ball. This is what I'm talking about. Tom Brady is, is successful because he has not had superstars on his team. He didn't say, go get me Barry Sanders to be my running back. Let me have Megatron and, and Randy Moss on both sides. And let me have Jay Novacek as my tight end. Uh, he was like, hey, these are the players I have. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you I can do it. And he did. Right. And he has. That's what makes him so – that's why I like Tom Brady. And that's why I will always say, who do I want for my two-minute drill? I want Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Because people want to talk shit about him, but they have not seen – the success side, because he has not had those players at all. He had Corey Dillon, the <laughs> ex-Bengal running back. And Corey Dillon looked, damn, I was like, what the hell, that's Corey Dillon? But because he was playing with Tom, because Tom made him that better person. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, and people I get that can, Yeah, people that can win shit by themselves, but with supporting cast, I have respect for. LeBron had to buy his team and or buy his championships because he needed – that person or that extra other person. That's my thing. And the fact that Brady did it in a salary cap league versus the NBA, like it doesn't matter, right? Like money yeah. somehow never seems to be an issue. So like they can do whatever they want. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess. But did, you, but, did, but, but did you ever, have you ever heard of Tom Brady saying, I'm not playing because I'm not getting paid 
uh, at that time, like Russell Wilson money, or I'm not getting paid Aaron Rodgers money. Did, right. did you ever once hear of Tom Brady, like, I'm going to hold out, or I'm not playing because I'm not getting paid? No. They underpaid him, mm. and he still performed. Yeah. Well, you just made my case why I think he's the greatest ever in, in any sport. I mean, maybe – I mean, Jordan is right up there with him, but – Considering yeah. the way it's harder in football to win, I think the championship. Uh, I, I consider him the greatest ever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll we'll leave it on that end. Uh, we'll we'll tune into the finals tonight, and maybe by the time this show airs next week, I think it should be over. the The whole finals thing should be over. I think. I believe so. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have a champion, and we can bounce off of that, and then uh, we can put our attention. We'll probably know more or less who's going to be closer to the world series. So maybe we could talk about baseball next week, get into that. I got to start watching some yeah. of these games. Uh, sometimes I don't even know what the schedule is. Sometimes they're playing like at one in the afternoon. I keep assuming all these games are like later in the evening, but right. uh, I forget yeah. baseball is like a different sport in terms of like what time these guys play. Uh, but I need to start getting into that and we'll make that a topic next week. Uh, thanks for doing this again, buddy. Uh, it's, it's such a blast. I love, yes, talking, I love talking sports with you. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, we'll see you next week, and hopefully we'll see Jake Ramirez in the house next week. Uh, he can show his face. And again, for his sake, for his sake, the Cowboys better win on Sunday against the Giants. Because first of all, I'm going to go off, and then second, I'm going to give him the entire floor to try to defend whatever happens in that game. Of course, if they lose. If he wins, I'll, I'll let him you know, stick out his chest or whatever, but you know, I'll bring him back down to earth. And so will you, Abe. I know you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll bring that reality check to him. So I'll look forward to that. Uh, next week will be fun. Yep. All right, buddy. Thanks right, a thanks lot. For having me. Thank you. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk again next week. Yes, sir. Once again, I want to thank Abraham Trevino for co-hosting this with me. I, I really enjoy the hell out of it. And again, Jake Ramirez, we're expecting you to show next week, win or lose, uh, Cowboys, we'll see what's up with you. Show up. Um, anyways, that's going to do it for today's episode. Got one more dropping tomorrow. I still have to review the trial of the Chicago 7 for you guys. Got to check that out last week. Um, I know there's not that much movies to talk about, but this one's going to be in the conversation for the Oscars, whatever that ends up being uh, early next year. So um, it, it's definitely going to be one of those movies uh, that'll be talked about uh when it comes to to that show anyways thank you all for tuning in today you can find this podcast on spotify search palace off the top rope hit that follow button i do share this podcast link through my social media pages on facebook twitter and instagram through podbean.com you can download the app you can listen on your pc your laptop your phone if you're an apple person subscribe on apple podcast leave me that five star review i would greatly appreciate it Again, it's not because you think it's the greatest show ever, just because in year two, I'm, I'm trying to reach a goal for myself to try to get this show to trend and try to, you know, gain in the rankings somewhat. Uh, am I doing a good job? I don't know. That's not for me to say. Um, but also, uh, available on iHeartRadio and still working on other platforms to, to get this podcast out, uh, for you to check out. But that's going to do it. And, uh, we'll see you all later in the week when I drop my next episode. God bless you and have a good night.